1: Donkey Thursday, Lori and Julia's show, My Talk 107 on Everything. Entertainment. Thank you so much, so much for joining us this afternoon. Now we here up in the Northland, yeah, it's cold, but we're kinda used to it. It's not unexpected. But for those hundreds of thousands of revelers in New York Times Square, gonna be a little dicey. They expect their coldest New Year's Eve in 55 years. New Year's Eve in New York City Times Square. It's going to be ten degrees with a wind chill of five below. Bundle up. I you know kind worse. of feel
0: like maybe people will. That many people still show
1: up. Um, I guess the tourists.
2: Will. Tourists will show up. Yep, they will still show so, up. Yeah, you're going
0: to be part of it. It's be more of an uh, experience if it's cold. And then uh, remember, we found out last year that people were depends. <laughs> yes, that's
1: right.
0: <laughs> because there's nowhere to go to the bathroom, which that's we right. know. Um, in Times Square. I mean, a lot of the storefronts there. And well, you, well, if you're up, once you're in. You, don't, you can't
2: leave. No,
1: you can't.
0: And so we found oh. that
2: out. The people. The people. The
0: people, the the people pee people. in their pants.
2: Mm-hmm. The people pee in their pants. <laughs>
0: That's just so foul <laughs> when you think about <laughs> New Year's Eve partying with pee in your pants. But, but it's the way, warm. Well, and I was <laughs> just going to say, and the I'm way that the depends work these days from the commercial, it looks like everything. I mean goes away from your body you yeah. know that it absorbs into whatever I mean if you've seen a full diaper you understand that everything is wicked away from the privates and put into this goo and what? and <laughs> hangs out in the goo in the goo in and the because goo. if you felt a really full <laughs> diaper lately oh my no. gosh it feels like there's some I mean you felt no you haven't maybe I know but it's it's something yeah that is the last thing i want to do is Stand in my yep. own pee. But never uh, say never. Never say if never. If I was really? given front row VIP access.
2: Something, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Donnie posted, by the way, um, uh, because, of course, off and on throughout the year, we do always spend time on people that have passed away. Of notable, course, notable bits and everything. And so a lot of people, uh, we thought 2016, there was a lot, but 2017, we had a lot. It started with Mary Tyler Moore. Oh. Well, really started at the end of the year with Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Reynolds. But then Mary Tyler Moore yeah, yeah. and, a lot of, I mean, Tom Petty, Chuck Berry, Fats Domino, the two by suicide, Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington. Glenn Campbell, David Glenn, Cassidy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many. So, so many, many people. people.
0: It's, yes. So
2: we, that's uh, the other thing that we do spend uh, yeah. topics on off and on over the course of the year. And someone asked uh, us what was our favorite book of the year. We've read so many. I I oh, it was one. This
0: I, mine was um,
2: maybe the Forgotten Girls, one of our first books at the beginning of the year about the two.
0: I never finished.
2: Well, Tuya, you, you could say that <laughs> about three fourths of our books. I I your opinion my, about what our best book was <laughs> is not that
0: important. Well, I think it is
2: it's because if I important. finish it, I think it means it's really good. No, but I did. I like really the like ones um, Seven Days of Us, the book that we just had on. I like that yeah, one, but yeah, I also yeah. liked
0: the jane green book this year oh miss sun little um the sunshine sisters sunshine sisters okay. and then the one from excellent e- e- elon helenbrand her one. identicals yes those were two great books
2: okay but you also feel fondly about those three books because you did actually read oh i those hate you books. more than
0: anything well i i mean i read I say, a gentleman in moscow this year okay the whole thing it read to you in I had car, it read to me.
1: Had it is someone
0: wrote in and described it as molasses <laughs> Of literary, literary molasses. Molasses. No, I thought about that today. I didn't have enough time on my drive to work to download the whole book for today. But I was like, the Marsh King's daughter was
2: excellent. I I like the deep, dark descending. We just had that on. I love the ice house. Um, Things I'm seeing without you. I know you didn't finish that one. The the story of Arthur True Love.
0: I love that. That was really
2: an amazing book. That and rabbit
0: cake. What was rabbit cake about
2: rabbit cake was about the little girl named elvis oh, who's trying to get to the bottom of so how her cute. mom died
0: yes that was a good book
2: that book um uh, bunny Mellon for a memoir that you was love that. that was an amazing book and the joan rivers scrapbook was incredible oh gorgeous the first avenue book Up we yeah. have a book club you can go and read yes. daddy puts the descriptions in stingray afternoons oh, was another yeah. memoir loved it that was really amazing yeah, things but, i'm seeing without you you like that one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right Jane let's Young. it's a lot okay. you'd be yeah, really impressed you would not feel- i think
0: i've read more than i than the three i've mentioned i know i have Laurie. well yeah you have yeah i know i have yeah i just you would say i say you've read maybe almost half i think that's fair yeah and that's why I hate it when my sister comes to town and wants to take all my books back. Because you have read them I haven't and finished you're getting them. to it. But she steals them anyway. Yeah. Well, oh, gosh.
2: She says she'll give them back to you. So see oh, if you can remember. never
0: happens. All right. Let's get to the fashion. Okay. What happened this year in fashion? Okay.
2: The beauty trends. This is the, the what they have said. Uh, Vogue has said. Okay. Vogue has said these are the beauty trends that ruled 2017. Okay.
0: Let's see if, let's see if, if they ruled, ruled our, our lives. lives. Yeah. Okay. Any,
2: Okay, legs for days.
0: Doesn't happen.
2: Um, showing the deep, the high si- thigh slit. Like, think Susan Sarandon at the Cannes Film Festival sure. in the velvet. Um, Hot any, pants. Anybody at um, the Met Gala that had a high, more the thigh high slit in a dress.
0: I had one of those at the Christmas party.
2: Yes, you did. So, you that. did do legs I for did. days. Okay. okay. Statement hair accessories. Where was your dazzling tiara, your highly embellished headbands, your crystal barrettes, your bows, even your scrunchie made a comeback.
0: I love my little clips. Yep, so do I. So We, we love like our that little one. clips. We like that one. Okay, glitter, 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 glitter eyes,
2: glitter lips, glitter nails.
0: Okay, my girlfriend just got red glitter nails that are so darling. Beautiful. Darling, that I might do for New Year's Eve. Okay. I got, I have bought, Probably three different glitter eyeshadows and the really, really glittery, glittery ones are a mess. Yeah, because it gets all over everything. Yeah, you have to use a different brush and you have to clean that brush out. I mean, those are hard. Okay. So, but I'm just gonna say I like the look. Okay, ice blonde hair. You kind of have that, but I not don't like, have ice blonde hair. Kim like, Kardashian, yes. ice
2: blonde hair. Yeah. Selena did ice blonde hair. Like platinum. Platinum. Peroxide plunge? No, we're not gonna do it. No. Millennial pink. Love.
0: I love that they say it's millennial pink. I mean, we it's love pink, pink.
2: But a lot of pink in a certain shade, this yeah. light pink, and the millennials, God bless them, they never get anything good assigned to them. I'm glad they get millennial pink. They really as a don't, color. do they? No, they get They're a really taken, up all the time. Do you
0: think our generation was thought of that way and the ones before and the ones before? No, the ones we're before? the
2: forgotten, the Jen Jonesers. <laughs> we're just Jones in between Baby Boomer and X, and we like it that way. So, yeah. we're,
0: we're the forgotten ones so but we like forgotten... it that way because
2: nobody bugged us we mm-hmm. gotta do what
0: we wanted that's true bobbed blowouts what the hell is a bob? you blowout? get this every once in a while oh. your hair's in a bob and you get a blow alright okay, maybe you should share at this point in time because we might have some new listeners today okay when's the last time you styled your own hair do I remember
2: I broke it it's terrible it used to be Tanzania Three years ago on the Serengeti, and now
0: it's a uh,
2: Mexico venturist just in November. I mean, but really, I don't have anything good in to... the
0: last eight years. You what? may have washed your hair three times
1: by yourself, you yeah, mean. yeah.
0: Well, let's not go crazy.
1: <laughs> I let's mean, Lori, that is
0: four, that is on at least four. unbelievable, <laughs> or or styled her hair.
2: Well, you know what, Julia, I am trying to keep my little part of the economy going.
0: Because, you know, my, I mean it used to be a set and style, because, like, my mother would go to the beauty shop every week, you yeah. know, and she'd get a set and style. You no,
2: know, people have been sold a bill of goods, and they think their hair is dirtier than it is, but the more you wash it, the dirtier it gets the more oily it gets. I don't know how you can 100%. work out and not have your... This is a theory of mine. I'm just doing my my theory right now. All at right, this please. The show. Oh, this we'll, is so
0: exciting. Yeah. Keep going. I'm We've listening. We've got to go. It's time for your Sorry, got to go. time for your reason, I'll let thought. you talk <laughs> over mine. We'll <laughs> be right back. My Talk one oh seven one. Everything entertainment. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And
1: now... Julia's Random Thoughts.
0: He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right. So here's just a couple random, random, random leaves. Amazon signed up 4 million Prime members in one week.
2: Ka-ching. Wow. 4
0: million (laughs) at 99 bucks a pop. Jeez. That's unbelievable. That
2: is unbelievable. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, The actors who play zombies in The Walking Dead... Mm-hmm. Which you watched don't you, or your dad? I'm done. You're I've d- given it its right. last season. It, it they had to go through zombie school to be extras <laughs> and to learn how to walk more like zombies. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Who cares? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what it's like. that goes in the who cares
2: <laughs> category. This is a good story. Okay, <laughs> December twenty eighth news. Is, yeah,
0: that goes in the who cares. File it there. This is um a a, a barber. Um, in Madison, Wisconsin, had a customer and he accidentally gave him uh, Three Stooges haircut, shaved him right down the middle. Um, this is what happened. This young man goes into the barbershop. His name is Joel Despan. He was a 22 year old victim of the stylist. Is he dead now? No, he said was. Well, the victim. Okay, he okay, is. Okay, he's still All right. alive. All right, fine. The Just... stylist asked him to stop fidgeting in his chair during his haircut this past Friday. Um, DeSpan told the Wisconsin State Journal that the stylist then nicked the customer's ears with his clippers before running them down the middle of the man's head on the shortest attachment, leaving him looking a little bit like Larry from The Three Stooges. (laughs) The officers arrested the hairstylist, Khalid Shabani, 46, who pleaded not guilty to disorderly conduct. That's what it is. And told the officers it was an accident. Mm, sure, it sure was. Can yeah. you imagine?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: It's kind of funny. That funny. That's That's in the St. Paul paper right now. Um, okay, you know, I can barely say this will come as a shock. Okay. Old Lang Sign. Yes. Okay. Zine? Sign?
1: S-Y-N-E. Sign, S
2: Y N E.
0: Old Lang
1: Sign. Right. I think so. so the tradition.
2: Old lang
0: syne. I think I've always said zine. I have too. Old yeah. lang syne. Old lang syne. And I don't even see lang. I say old langzine. <laughs> old lang syne. Old lang syne. <laughs> Okay, so the tradition of singing old langzine. It must be an old tradition. Yes, on old. New Year's Eve, maybe dying out as nearly fifty percent of eighteen to twenty-four year olds don't know the words, and a shocking fifty-six.
2: Everybody's looking at their phone and taking pictures at midnight. <laughs> That's right. And
1: they're drunk.
0: No, no but that's it everyone's We're taking pictures right and a shocking 56 have no clue who wrote this poem i don't have any clue either do i it was written in 1788 by scottish poet robert burns the song is set to the tune of a traditional folk song and is sung to bid farewell to the past 12 months and look forward to the next 12. so in this poll they also 42 percent of millennials admitted that they don't know a single word while three percent of the eighteen to twenty-four year olds think Mariah Carey wrote the song. Oh god, I love that <laughs> so, I love it. So look at me. Here are the lyrics, Lori. Okay. Um, if you old Lang syne, should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind, mm-hmm. should old acquaintance be forgot? and days of old Lang Syne.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a hand, my trusty friend, and G's a hand to thine. I only know the first I know sentence. We'll take a cup of kindness yet for old Lang Syne. I never knew that. No. Nobody knows these words. I know, but and now you're going to know them. No, we're not going to know them. We'll never know them. You we'll just, take a cup of kindness yet for old Lang Syne. No.
2: That's all we need to sing. You just can sit and sing for old Lang Syne. And hopefully, by the second sentence, you're <laughs> kissing somebody.
1: That's a good Everybody. And never
2: brought to mind, sure.
1: Seeing this tomorrow in, in the, the days, days of land sign.
2: Is that enough? That's enough. Okay. <laughs> but it's pretty that way. It's I like really pretty. I can really
0: see where. It's I the... like that Rod Stewart rendition. Mm-hmm. God, he's a good scott Yesterday we tweeted out um, there was a the Daily Mail did this kind of 1970s uh, how the how the stars traveled back then. Oh that the black trains? and white yeah did, no in the airplane Oh, did you look at any of those pictures mm-hmm. we took it all we brought them to our
2: land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see
3: we could not but she did and in the end what will I become Call quitgranger.com or just stop
1: by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's
0: an old one of Rod Stewart with, when he had just his hair feathered back, but it was darker. And there's old Mick Jagger in there. There's really some classic of Barbara Streisand and John Peters. Getting out
2: of like Continentals just and big, huge cars. Or just being
0: caught in the airport in a, yeah. in a walkway or something. Elvis is in there a couple times in big cars. They're really great photos. But was, Elvis
2: was such an early adapter of a private plane. Yeah, and the Stones, I think, had a private plane for they their, yeah.
1: their.
0: they did. Okay, um, now here's something new. Experts say that new couples should only see each other twice a week. Uh, why do you think they say this, Lori? This can you? Put because
2: a people in the intoxication of lust, people you can fizzle out faster. <laughs> That's basically it. So you stretch it out. You'll fizzle out faster. I believe you're right.
0: According to experts, new couples should try to curb their enthusiasm Mm -hmm. by only seeing each other twice a week. And they say it's important to stick to twice a week only so that you have plenty of time away from your new date to give your deepest feelings time to percolate up from your subconscious. And this is by um, Scott Carroll, psychiatrist and author of Don't Settle. Um, he tells Bravo TV, "These deep feelings are important because they will help you see any issues or problems with your new love interest." Yeah,
2: you can't see clearly if you're being blinded by certain things, and it's so lovely and easy to be blinded by things, and you want to just see each other all the time, all the time, all the time, and then you all the time, the time, and then all of a sudden you're like, Bleh, or yeah. somebody goes, Bleh. <laughs> and then, that's, that's and then the person gets mm. ghosted, mm. shaded, whatever, yeah. benched. Yeah. Benched, what know. are the
0: other names? Bread cuffed, crumbed. Bread crumbed. Cuffed. Bread crumbed. Cuffed. What Did you call? Cuffed? 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 What was the cuffing? The yeah, you know, cuff keeping you on a closer,
2: <laughs> closer table than the bench.
0: Oh God, <laughs> you're so full of crap. That's, keeping you cuffed to the clothesline, <laughs> so you can't leave. Okay, a rare pour-your-own beer bar is coming to the North Loop. Um, this is in Minneapolis. It's going to be the first draft tap room and kitchen.
2: Is this going to be like Cub where you got to check out your own groceries? <laughs> no, no. God,
0: I love you here. Because truly, isn't that the truth? Who wants to do one more thing for themselves when you go out? But this is for people who really love beer. You'll get like this tap card. All right. And this is something that started in Denver. It offers 54 different taps of beer okay, featuring local brews and national brews. But you can pour yourself just a sip and not have to pay an exorbitant amount for it. So, like, if you pour as little of an ounce because you just want to taste, the prices are going to range from $0.40 to $1.20. Oh, that's... So, you don't have to... You can taste more and figure out what you like and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I get it. I got you. That's probably good. Okay, do you think this is a do or a don't? A traveler was banned from an airport lounge for wearing Ugg boots. And where did this happen? I don't know. This happened down under, where Uggs are from. Joanne Carthrall a singer in the band, The Human League, gosh, oh, yeah. remember The Human oh, League? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't you, you want, want me? me baby. The more I want you, baby. All right, is outraged after Qantas Airlines denied her entry to a business class lounge at the Melbourne Airport because she was wearing Uggs. She took to Twitter to vent. Um, denied access- As one does. <laughs> As one does. Denied access to at Qantas business class lounge in Melbourne a- um, Airport. Apparently, Ugg Australia boots are deemed sleepwear by the lady working there, although no problem in any of the other lounges so far. Helpfully, she suggested I go to one of the shops and purchase some shoes. Unbelievable. I love love that she said helpfully. (laughs) helpfully. And then here's what the representative from Qantas, who responded directly to the tweet, we endeavor to remain consistent and uphold our lounges dress code guidelines to all of our guests. Qantas lounge dress code specifically bans UGG boots and categorizes them as sleepwear. It also prohibits slippers, flip flops, beachwear, head to toe gymwear, and other types of casual clothing, and no camel toe is ever welcome.
2: Oh, uh, did you add that last one? No. Oh, we just talking. All right. Maybe. Well, there you go. Rolls They're
0: not rolls. backing down.
2: Whoops. <laughs> 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 Rules, rolls, people. That's right. Okay. Oh, well, here we are. Here. here we are. Listen, here we are. when we come back, we've got uh, John Bream, music critic for the Star Tribune. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's that time of the year, the end of the year, when we have John Bream, music critic at the Star Tribune, talking about everything music that happened in 2017 and what's happening. Hey, John. Hi, John. Hi.
3: We're getting good at goodbyes this year, huh?
2: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many. Yeah. Once again, another year of a lot of great people that passed away.
3: Yes. It's, it's it's always sad when you lose the Chuck Berry's and Fats Dominoes and Glenn Campbell's of the world who been uh,
2: and around didn't...
3: so long and given us so much great music. Yeah,
2: no kidding. And and I got to think okay cuz you've been covering music for a long time starting with your days, you know, when you were at the University of Minnesota, but do you have a great Tom um, Petty story you could share yeah. with us cuz I think of all the times well, Tom he's been Petty
3: here. was yeah, that was a real real shock this year. Um I interviewed Tom Petty on the telephone back in 1983, you know, just when he was getting through his feisty battles with MCA Records. And he just said he, you know, he didn't want to be a political guy. He just wanted to make great records, didn't want heavy messages to his music. And he's just always been kind of a, a low key singer songwriter guy who is more about the songs and the craft. And I remember seeing him uh, every year, every two days before the Grammys, the Grammys organization has Music Cares, which mm-hmm. is their charity arm. And uh, this year, Petty was being honored. And he got up there, and all these artists from Randy Newman and Nora Jones and Lucinda Williams, the Foo Fighters, all sorts of people, came up and, and sang Petty songs. And then he came up and gave a speech, and he said something about... Uh, if this had been 20 years ago, I would have been too cynical to do something like this. But he said he was really honored and really proud. And then he went and said, you know, we got together with my band, The Heartbreakers, about two weeks ago. And they had been off for two years. And they started rehearsing for this show. And he realized he had one of the two or three best bands in all of rock and roll. And he's right.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: he was a great band leader, a great songwriter. He was not a great, he was not a great rock star a yeah. uh, great singer but he had great songs and a great band and uh, he left us with so much so much great music
2: yeah he yeah, he, did. he really he really did and it was just such a surprise when he passed away yeah. because you just think you know mid 60s that's not right
3: right and he just finished touring mm-hmm. you know like a week before he just ended his tour yeah. Tour they played here last summer and it, it was excellent you know Tom Tom is Tom, and the band is great. Mike Campbell, a guitarist, is just terrific, and uh, he really carried the show.
2: Yeah, I kinda, it's kind of fitting that his last three shows at the Hollywood Bowl.
0: Yeah, no kidding. You know? hmm That
2: must have been amazing. How about, um, did you ever did you ever get to know at all, you know, Chuck Berry?
3: Uh, not personally. Mm-hmm. I, I think early on, well, it would have been, you know... Early on in my career, later in his career, may have encountered him backstage, but he always had a reputation as being a difficult guy to deal with. I think if you saw that uh, film that Keith Richards made at yep. uh, Chuck's 60th birthday party, that became very apparent. Chuck had a reputation for don't mess with him. Two things. when Chuck always needed an extra $1,000 in cash before he went on stage, so that became part of the, the bit that a promoter had to pay him cash, Chuck would walk to the side of the stage with his guitar and refuse to go on unless he got paid that extra thousand bucks. So promoters got to know that. Chuck started that because he'd gotten burned for years and years. There were lots of promoters that didn't pay up. Mm -hmm. And you'd go on stage, you'd give your performance, you'd ask for your money, and the promoters say, well, geez, we didn't get enough money, we didn't have enough ticket sales. So in order to avoid getting burned, Chuck insisted on the money, no show. You know, no money, no show.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then so... he
3: used to like to mess with the bands. You know, Ooh. Chuck never carried a band with him. He carried his guitar, and then he hired, hired local musicians to accompany him. I remember talking to the guys in Lamont Cranston. You know, the great local bluesman. Yes. Been around for four or five hundred years, yeah. almost as long as Chuck. Love them. And he would change keys on him. He would change uh, tempos. He would change time signature in the middle of the song just to mess with them to see if they could hang with him. Mm -hmm. And he'd test them out on a couple songs, and if they passed, then he'd be okay, and then uh, he'd have a good performance. But he could be a mean old cuss on stage sometimes.
2: And that was probably some of the stuff, experiences, too, that he went through at the time in the music business and all the BS he Yeah, I mean, he
3: definitely had a chip on his shoulder and a lot of bitterness because of, of some of the things that he'd gone through. But the guy wrote... So many, so many great songs of what it was like to be a teenager,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and underrated as a guitar player. That yeah. guy could play in so many different guitar styles. The one artist who reminds me of him in that sense, in terms of the versatility of his guitar playing, is Brian Setzer, who lives in the Twin Cities. Yeah. But if you ever see him, go see his Christmas show or whatever. Boy, he has a wide range of guitar licks, from you know surf music to jazz to rock ability to just straight ahead rock and roll yeah and he can play some mean chuck berry too
1: all right okay
2: all right. that's good yeah. all right, talk to us about uh albums now i know uh, people can follow john bream on twitter and we've retreated like your best albums of 2017 your best concerts but um for just straight up albums you are calling what's your number one
3: My number one is Kendrick Lamar's Damn, which actually turned out to be the best-selling album of the year. It's up for a Grammy for album of the year as well. I didn't think it's his best album, but I think it was the best album of the year. He's definitely the most creative force out there in hip-hop right now and the most creative force for the last several years in pop music. I mean, there's other people that are... Doing some fascinating stuff, whether it's you know Saint Vincent or Lord or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, Kendrick's been doing it for a longer time, consistent three or four albums now. He's been pretty outstanding.
0: Right. That's just I know. I know. Well, that was we, we, if we
2: have a, you know if with the hip hop stuff, we gotta like we gotta really search to get the clean versions. Yeah,
3: yeah, you really have to do that. You do. Um, <laughs> do a you... lot of the biggest songs of the year and biggest albums of the year were in hip hop. Hip-hop had a huge, huge year. It, it dominated in terms of sales this year for the first time ever.
2: Over country?
3: Over country, over rock, over pop in terms of sales. And a lot of it has to do with streaming. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop is very big with the uh, the millennials who like to stream things, whether it be the whole album or just a song here or a song there. Right. Do you
0: think, you know, we've been, um, if you're just joining us, we're with John Bream mm-hmm. talking music year and um from the star tribune do you think that you know um tomorrow like a song from that's featuring beyonce jay-z's it's one of his song that's featuring her and it's only available exclusively on title do you think that's even working for title because i know they're offering like 12 free days during christmas on title do you think that stream streaming system you know platform will make it
3: well, Titles having a lot of struggles, yep. they're, lo- they're losing money, um, I think it you know, was a good idea, I don't know if it's well executed, sometimes it's, it's hard to fight City Hall, and um, Jay-Z certainly has, has tried to do that. Um, I think a more effective business person uh, is Taylor Swift, she's brilliant, she's yeah. figured out how this business works and how to make the business work for her. So she always has the upper hand and um, the two of them should put their their heads together and, and maybe come up with ideas. I know when Prince used to fight the system and, and yeah. he with Warner Brothers, he ended up talking to Ani DeFranco, who never signed with a major label, just started out with her own record label. And, you know, she'd be making $8, $10 profit per CD. Prince would be making one or two bucks on with Warner Brothers and... She wouldn't sell, you know, one-tenth of what he was selling, but she'd make more money just because she was making more per disc.
0: Yeah, right. And so sometimes
3: you need a different business model, Mm -hmm. and Taylor has figured out how to use the current business model and manipulate it to her advantage.
0: She's a marketing genius.
3: She is, absolutely. Mm-hmm. She's re- very, very smart. Did you not like- real smart when it comes to which guys to date. Yeah. But she's, she's very genius when it comes to figuring out the business. Very thoughtful, very smart, very connected to her fans,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and seems concerned about the fans. I mean, she'll make her money. That, that's not a, a problem or an issue for her, but she also finds a way to connect with the fans and make the experience of the new album Special for the fans, you know, yeah. whether it was doing the magazine via Target this year, Right. or doing parties, with, you know, inviting fans at random to come hear her, you know, um, premiere the album privately for them.
2: Yeah. Did you like uh, Reputation? Did you like that album, or did you just like songs here and there?
3: Here and there. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I haven't listened to it a lot. Um, it didn't do a lot for me. I think it's a little overproduced um, in terms of. You know, she has good ideas for songs, and um, but I don't, I don't hear the passion of Taylor coming through. That was what made her so great early on. As she sang about what it was like to be sixteen or yeah. twenty-one or whatever her age was, and it was so believable. Now it's a little too generic. I find someone like Lord or Pink much more believable in terms of what they're singing about in terms of a, as a pop singer yeah same with sam smith i think that's one of the reasons i like him and that album so much is the vulnerability comes through i mean you really believe what he's singing with taylor it's like ah, we're going to make a hit record with you know joe hot producer
2: yeah, well, yeah maybe i think this album was became a little bit of revenge you know, it was a lot about getting back, and I'm going to show all these people. I mean, she almost had her middle school moment in her mid 20s.
3: Yeah. And it was a little bit of the middle finger. Yeah. And, you know, against the whole world. And, right. and I don't know why she's so mad.
0: I don't either. Um,
3: You know, this is something she probably should have gone through at a younger age. Yeah, well, she's got got everything going for her.
2: Delayed reaction. All right, John, can you stay with us? Because we want to talk about some of the great shows that you saw this year, if you've got any uh, recommendations for coming up for New Year's Eve. And uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us. I'll be here. All right, listen, we'll be right back with John Bream from the Star Tribune. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us at MyTech1071. Donnie playing a little of U2, which took... Place number eight of your overall favorite uh, concerts of the year, John Bream. Yes. Even though you must have... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trigiani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tulls, you name it, they come, they share. New
0: episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
2: Good, good seats. seats
3: at, uh, well, I had a good seat for part of it. Then once I head up to the press box to write, you can kind of hear the echo going around the place. Yeah. yeah, But one of the reasons that didn't rate higher on my list is that Bono. You know that Bono guy? Yeah, we know that
2: Bono guy.
3: Yeah. Four different salutes and shout-outs to Prince. Four different little snippets of Prince songs that he threw in in the middle of um, U2 songs. One is cool. Four is a bit of pandering, I think. All right.
1: Okay. There we go.
3: I saw the same show in... Chicago earlier this summer before I knew the show was coming to the Twin Cities. All right. And it was an outdoor stadium, no problems with echoey, you know, indoor stadiums. And it was fabulous. I went with my nephew, who for 15 years I would promised that I would take him to a U2 concert. He lived in Massachusetts. He now lives in Chicago. And he's now 30, and I finally got to take him. And it was just a treat going with him and hearing them do Joshua Tree Live.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, I I be- okay, what was your number one concert uh, of the year?
3: My number one concert, and this group is not even one of my favorite bands. In fact, I don't even know that I would say I like them that much. But it was Guns N' Roses at U.S. Bank Stadium.
2: Oh,
3: I saw great okay, awesome missing that show. one. I mean, who would have thought that those guys get back together after years of feuding, they would play with such passion, and they would play three hours in, like, 17 or 20 minutes. It was just a passionate, generous, unexpected show. I, I thought it was terrific. Yeah. So,
0: John, what is your, you know, because we know Taylor Swift is coming to U.S. Bank Stadium, and there's a, bu- a couple other big concerts next year at U.S. Bank Stadium. Do you just have to get a good seat in the lower levels?
3: The closer you are to the stage or to the speakers, the better off you're going to be, okay. yes. Don't sit in the bowl end or up in the higher decks unless you're close to those. the stage. I was in both of those. Yeah, okay. lots of shows coming. Kenny Chesney's coming there. I think he'll work hard to try and fix the sound because he cares. Ed Sheevan is coming there.
2: Yeah, love him. I know. Well, some of your other everyone events...
3: seems to love Ed Sheeran. Women of all ages. We do. And we do. Got that song "Perfect" out.
0: Oh, have
2: you heard the Andrea
3: Bocelli version? It's amazing. I mean, talk about a song that tugs at women's heartstrings. It's,
0: well, c- someone telling you you're perfect, hello. Hello.
3: Yeah, and, and I'm not, but you are. Uh, oh, right. my God. Admit my faults, but you're the greatest. Uh, there, there's
0: nothing wrong with hearing that, and we're going to hear him make it with everybody, it feels like. Ed Sheeran, did he, did Divide make your uh, top album
2: list or no?
3: Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> I uh, Ed, Ed really knows, uh, you know, he, he's... According to Billboard, he was the number one artist of the year. Divide was a big seller, and that uh, The Shape of You was Huge. either number one or number two song, depending on which chart you look at. Yeah. I never got Speedo, sick of and it. And that fought it out for the biggest song of the yeah. year.
2: Yeah. Well, John, we do appreciate, like when I'm looking at your best concerts, I mean, you've got Guns N' Roses, then Chance the Rapper, Chris Stapleton, Lizzo, Gary Clark Jr., Dylan, X, U2, Liv Warfield, and the Peggy Lee Musical Biography. So I love your eclectic uh, taste it, that you like all kinds of music and just that uh, made me wish I'd gone to even two of those concerts.
3: Well, I appreciate all music except classical.
2: Yeah, I that's fair. I just don't
3: have an ear or patience for that. Yeah. If I need a nap, I'll go see an orchestra.
0: <laughs> oh, for God's <laughs> sake, you're so funny. All right, so is there anything that's not sold out that would still be a really cool music find for New Year's Eve?
3: Well, if I was that guy, Stefan, you know, that Bill Hader character yeah. Yeah. that used to be on Saturday Night Live and would come up with those social calendar things, I would go see the 5 o'clock Morris Day in the Time show out at Mystic Lake. Are they doing two times? No, just 5 o'clock. Just 5 There's o'clock. perfect oh, okay. is
0: that, though. That's, so, that's it's, so... It's
3: getting an early start.
0: I like that idea. Lori's just rolling around. All the drunks
3: are on the road. Yeah. And then I would drive all the way over to the myth, from Mystic to Myth, Mm -hmm. in Maplewood, to see Lizzo, who is my number four best show of the year. Yeah. This is only her second Twin City show of the year. Wow. And she is so empowering, so cool. Um, she's she might be thirty or twenty nine. And she is just I mean, amazing. She just really gets it, and is just so self-aware and so proud of who she is, and you know, being plus size
1: mm-hmm.
3: and just loving herself. She does my skin and good as hell, and just these empowering anthems. and And I, I think she's terrific. Do you
2: think that show's sold out, or there's still tickets?
3: I think there's tickets available for both. Oh, of those all right. Shows, as okay. All right. Look I'll, at that. But that's how, If I was Stefan, that's how I would plan out my that's New Year's Eve. I like
2: how you're planning. And if you were Stefan or John Bream, how do you feel about Cardi B's uh, Bodak Yellow? How do you feel about that song? Do you like it?
3: Well, talk about getting bleeped.
1: <laughs> <I know>. Oh, <laughs> my God. I mean,
3: my God, that song has so many different words we can't say on the radio. Right. Um, I've only heard the, the, uh, the bleepable version.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think we're
3: and I I I got a little tired of it. it yeah, I think it,
2: Rolling Stone gave it uh number 4 for their song of the year. I'm wondering if you agree with their number 1 song of the year, Harry Styles' Sign of the Times.
3: I would not put that at number 1. I would put Harry Styles at at you know number 1 in terms of this guy's a rock star. Yeah, yes. He I mean, this guy, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he can really sing or if he can perform. I know he's coming to XL Energy Center next year. Boy, we put on more more shows for next year have gone on sale this year.
2: What, is, is that, that the more than trend? ever? Because it feels like they are really wanting our money up front way they ahead of time. They certainly are.
3: I, I'd like to know who makes all the money on the interest at the from these shows. It's
2: the float. It's, it's what the airlines the used per, to do. I think it's uh, probably the, both the promoter and the artist.
3: And... Uh, I think some of it has to do with when you're hot, put the tickets on sale, yeah. and you know people will be stuck with the tickets. Mm-hmm. And anticipation is sometimes more important than the concert itself. That that little 14-year-old girl, or maybe she's nine now, knows that she's got that coveted ticket to see yep. which—take your pick—which One Direction guy are you going to go see? You're going to go see Niall at the State Fair. You're going to go see Harry at the XL. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to your, put your money on Lord? Are you going to put your money on Taylor? I mean, just in March alone, we got, you know, Lord is coming. Pink is coming. Um, it, it's a great year for women. Yeah. 2018.
1: Oh, I, yeah, yeah I it love, really is. And really, even
2: for the Super Bowl with uh, at the shows at the Armory, you know, you got J-Lo, you got Pink, you got Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson with the private. It's kind of Will you go to all those parties, John,
3: or events. Um, if you're taking me, I'm going. But um, who are those shows for? I'm real curious about all these Super Bowl shows that we have here. They're very pricey. They also, for the most part, skew towards a younger audience, towards teens and 20-somethings. And Mm -hmm. somehow I don't think those people have the $250. No,
2: they don't.
3: You know, J-Lo, yeah, she'll, she'll get the celebrity and party crowd. Kelly Clarkson, it's the the night of the game. So it's after the game. I guess if you're downtown and want to yeah. go, you'll go. Or are you going to go all the way out to Mystic Lake and see Gwen Stefani for the glyphs? Right. No. Who no, knows? because John. she
0: is, was not good when she was just here at a regular <laughs> know, concert. Man. We got to go. We got to go. Thank you so much.
2: Thank
1: Happy you. New Year.
3: Same to you. Keep rocking. All Thank right.
1: you.
0: Follow John
2: Bremat. John Brematt.